Tim, my brother, great to be back talking podcast with you. Dude, there is a lot going on in the Joe Rogan podcast world. We did an episode dedicated to him and some of the controversy that's been swirling around him in a Spotify debut uh, a few weeks back, and we thought with everything going on on the show, it's a great time to reconnect and do a recap, get up to date. But dude, I got breaking news in the Joe Rogan world. We'll start right off with that. Just today, Joe published episode number 1555. Alex Jones returns along with comedian Tim Dillon, sure to be one of the most prominent uh, high-profile episodes of his entire year. What's your gut reaction to Jones returning back and what that might mean at all as far as the whole censorship controversy surrounding uh, Rogan? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a, uh, a counter reaction to the uh, so-called controversy and where Joe Rogan stands with Spotify. I, I think that's kind of a, uh, a, a reaction, actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's do a real quick recap from our last episode where we talked about Rogan and some of the controversy surrounding him. And I think there's two buckets, Tim, two sort of categories of topics around the Rogan show that I want to cover with you. First off, it's the controversy with Spotify. And then second of all, I want to talk about COVID-19 a little bit with the Rogan show, sort of Joe Rogan's evolution of his stance and coverage of the pandemic, especially as it relates to Jamie, his producer, who just uh, returned back today, I think was his first episode back with Alex Jones. After being uh, off and the show having gone dark from producing new episodes for a little bit over a week because Jamie got COVID. Um, So I want to get your thoughts on how that might change Rogan's perspective at all, if any at all, maybe not at all. But uh, on on a quick aside, welcome back, Jamie. Glad you're back and healthy. That's awesome. Uh, Wish you all the best uh, in your recovery, but it sounds like you're doing great there. Not that I know the dude, but I I wish anyone (laughs) anyone well uh, who's dealing with that and missing work due to that so all right real quick recap joe debuted on spotify in september there was more than a handful i think potentially around 40 episodes or so that did not get uploaded from his back catalog those were either controversial figures and or content specific pieces of content that were potentially controversial uh, within an episode that didn't make their way up there. A lot of right-leaning figures on there within that group that didn't make it over. You and I talked about this. We both agreed that Joe and or Spotify absolutely have the right to curate their content, to potentially prune and delete older stuff that may not have aged well or just really was just not a good look. Any business or entity has the right to do that. Uh, You and I reserve the right to do that ourselves. If I say something dumb and it really doesn't age well over time, we delete the episode, remove it and move on. The thing where you and I both, I think, agreed with is that no one was talking about it or even acknowledging it. No one was coming out and saying, yeah, Rogan didn't make a comment. Spotify didn't make a comment. There was these lame excuses like, oh, it was just a a technical glitch why some didn't get uploaded on there. Since that time, there was an episode with Tim Dillon, not the one where he's on with Alex Jones today, but an episode with Tim Dillon in October. It was episode 1544 where Rogan addressed Spotify directly, and he talked about how he heard that there's been some meetings in Spotify. He acknowledged that there's some progressive left-leaning forces within Spotify that want to exercise some editorial control, but he said no one said 
him at all. There's been no formal discussion or program to Rogan from Spotify, nothing through his manager. They haven't said zilp, zitch, zero. And I'm fine with all that, Tim, but the part that's still hanging out there that Joe never directly addresses, well, what happened to those episodes? He, he says that, hey, I understand there's some people within Spotify that are upset about this, but he never still acknowledged where those missing episodes are and why they haven't been put on the platform yet. And I'm still just kind of curious about that. I'm not even necessarily knocking anyone. I'm just curious, you know, what have you found since that episode we did a few weeks back? And what's been your take on how this has evolved? Well, I sort of have an issue with Joe not having a conversation with Spotify. It's not like it's like uh, someone blindsided with him and said, oh, Joe, are, are you aware that your episodes aren't on the Spotify platform? Like, it was pretty well well known. Uh, there, there was a couple of big articles. The one was the, the Vulture article um, saying that Joe Rogan's a, a headache for Spotify. So for, for Joe to come on the Tim Dillon show and say that he hasn't had any communication with Spotify, you know, A, do you believe that? And, and B, you know, why the, why the heck not? Don't you think he, he should have had that conversation? So real quick clarification, it was on Joe's show, by the way. Tim was the guest with Joe. It was on the Joe Rogan Experience. And wow, dude, I hadn't even thought of it in those terms, Tim. I was sort of buying what Rogan was selling and giving him a pass. And like, oh, okay, Spotify hasn't said anything to you. To your point, well, dude, why aren't you saying something to them? You haven't asked where these missing episodes are. So does that kind of make you feel then that the missing content was actually Joe's decision and he just doesn't want to take ownership of this? Well, it's, it's one of two things, right? It's like uh, Joe is hammering checks and, you know, just doing his thing and, and you know, not really paying attention, which is sort of weird, but perhaps believable. Or B, he's kind of, you know, complicit with it, you know, like maybe to your point, you know, he's sort of embarrassed or, or maybe for credibility reasons, you know, he's, he's not all that uh, concerned with, with those episodes being up. And, and maybe he's like, you know, uh, maybe for the better that, that they're not in the back catalog. But to not have that conversation with Spotify just seems weird, um, especially since it was being reported. And, you know, I guess we can uh, segue into this discussion. Um, a, a lot of the issues, according to some of these Spotify employees is they took umbrage with the Abigail Schreier uh, interview. Yeah, so talk about that a little bit, set that up. That does seem to be really at the center of the ire of the Spotify employees. So do you maybe want to give some quick context and background who she is, what that discussion was, and why that might have uh, raised concerns with some hard progressive folks? So he had a um, an author uh, and an activist, Abigail Schreier, on his podcast. I, I don't have the episode number in front of me, uh, but it, it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a, a month ago. Um, and, you know, she her whole, um, I guess, issue is she's concerned with the transgender uh, movement and transgender activism, particularly with, you know, teenage and, and young younger uh, females. Um, and, you know, they right out of the gate on on the interview um joe and abigail both have a disclaimer saying you know they fully support you know trans the trans movement trans rights 
um, but you know they feel like perhaps uh, especially with prepubescent women and, and teenage girls uh, are you know the issue of puberty blockers and surgery and this sort of thing uh, they, they wanted to just flush out all, all of the potential pros and cons with that and um, I, I guess they got a lot a lot of you know um, pushback and heat uh, perhaps you know particularly from the Spotify employees that were you know um, sensitive to that issue and from the trans community that 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 that, that episode and Abigail Schreier is perhaps a transphobe and wh- why would he have someone promoting transphobic uh, ideas on his show? Yeah, and so she was on back on July the 16th. It was episode 1509, so number 1509, July 16th. And right, I think that is um, sort of at the center, at the heart of this. And Joe even acknowledged uh, as such um, on the episode where he had Tim Dillon on, and they got into this a little bit, um, and and he talked about that. So, and, and, you know... To kind of further add to the weirdness, Tim, of how sort of Joe is traversing this or navigating through the controversy, he also posted, I don't know if it was a retweet or on his Instagram or I forget what platform he posted. It was it was a sort of a comedic YouTube video. It was a, a, a sketch art sort of thing of two guys mocking Spotify employees. Did you see this at all? I saw that YouTube video. The one guy is like a comedian. Um... I forget I forget his name. So it's just to your point, dude. <laughs> and again, I want to restate yours and I stance that if Joe were to come out and say, hey, guys, uh, that's all on me. There's about 40 episodes that I didn't feel age well or there was a comment or two that I think especially didn't age well. And I made the personal decision just to leave them off of the upload to Spotify. I think this would have been over and done with. I can't. I'm sure some people would have had a bone to pick because it seems like anymore that that there's a lot of people out there that are looking just to have issues with Joe lately, and maybe you and I can get into it a little bit as well. Um, some of the mainstream media coverage and perhaps some people that are leaning into some of this controversy with, with Joe and maybe reveling in it a little bit uh, because of potentially some resentment built up in the mainstream media about a guy who went out on his own and built up a massive platform that has massive reach. And uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit, Tim? What could potentially be some big sort of corporate media blowback to Rogan that might be wanting to lean into these stories a little bit more than they should? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that there's a, um, like, especially with some of these, you know, ma- mainstream me- media platforms, uh, these mainstream media personalities, uh, like a, a sense of uh, elitism that, you know, uh, that their craft is this uh, sanctimonious in- endeavor and, um, you know, that, that they hold the mantle. And for someone like Joe Rogan, who's, uh, um, you know, a lowly podcaster, um, you know, ha- having different voices on his platform and it being so popular, I-, I-, I think there is like a sense of resentment. Oh, he's just a podcaster. He doesn't count. You know, he- he's not a White House correspondent or he's uh work anchor we're the real journalists that that's quasi uh journal pseudo journalism and i i sense that there there's a a, a lot a little bit of, of that element in in the thought process so rogan again was emphatic 
time and time again in his statements that no one approached him for Spotify. No one has said anything to him that as far as he's concerned, everything is all good. Um, but he did then also kind of take a spot at, uh, a shot at Spotify and saying, hey, guys, um, if you're coming at me for some of the things said on my platform, what about some of the lyrical content on the songs that are housed on Spotify and don't seem to be causing any sir? What was your stance on him going there? Was that valid or kind of lame on his part or what do you think? No, I, I, I dig it because I, I think the, the whole reason that we all like Joe Rogan and he has all of his fans is because of his, you know, his open-mindedness and his willingness to throw all the ideas, empty the bag of ideas out on the table and let's sort through them, bad, good, but they're ideas um, and we're, we're supposed to talk about them. And the, the, the notion that spot, you know, and they, they just get in this major deal with Spotify. And the reason why Joe Rogan's so popular is because of this notion. And I, I, I think, um, you know, I think he had every right to kind of throw it right back in their face, um, especially if it's like some low, you know, mid-management type employees, you know, kind of griping uh, on this major deal. Um, I think they deserve what they got from Joe. Yeah, it's interesting. So, dude, another bit about Spotify, uh, just sort of adjacent to the Rogan thing, um, but a similar uh, situation. Um, maybe not similar, but it has to do with Spotify and removing content. I saw an article that they removed four QAnon podcasts from their platform, Spotify did. And I got to say, dude, um, I am a hard left, not hard left, I'm a left to center Democratish type guy. I don't really identify with the party. I think the QAnon stuff, QAnon stuff is just absolutely bananas, loony land. Um, that being said, I don't have a problem if someone wants to believe in QAnon and even create a podcast about that. I was kind of caught off guard that Spotify did that. Now, in this article, it notes that um, YouTube. Pinterest, Facebook have all been platforms that have been specifically removing QAnon content creators from their platforms. Um, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan, man. Um, you know, uh, real quick, Tim, I'm sorry. You're not a fan of stuff being removed or you're not a fan of QAnon and you're okay with this because of what they purport to believe. No, well, I'm not a fan of QAnon, but I'm not a fan of them re removing it. Okay. Um, yep. it isn't that the, the liberal, uh, you know, mentality or philosophy is, you know, hey, David Duke in the 1980s is, is a horrible guy. Um, but, you know, he he has a right to say what he wants to say, you know, he, uh, you know, the Nazis marching in Skokie, the ACLU defended them. Hey, uh, that, you know, the Nazis in America is abhor abhorrent, um, but they have the right to march in Skokie, unfortunately. Uh, same thing kind of, you know, hey, th this guy is a member of the Communist Party in circa 1954. He's got the right to join the Communist Party because guess what? It's in America. So um, anyone has, has the right to say what they want uh, and, you know, to take that to the next level, I, in my opinion, I, I want I don't want to silence these voices and, and push them underground because they're, they're going to be there. 
they're, they're not going anywhere. And let's flush them out in the open so we know who they are and what we're dealing with. Did this movement to kind of shut it down and, and, and shut it out, uh, I don't think is, is wise and doesn't, um, you know, achieve the goal that you're looking to achieve. Well, and Tim, these folks are starting to run for office and make it into Congress, these QAnon endorsers and believers. And to your point, if they believe it's such, I want to know that full well out in the open what they're about and supporting. It's interesting, Rogan, on the episode he just put out today, I talked about that at the onset here with Alex Jones. He talked about this a little bit and specific to Alex. And his point was, if people think that Alex Jones or someone out there is putting out conspiracy talk and that it's wrong speech, then I want to be about airing that and coming at it and combating with even more proper right speech. Get the correction out there. Have the dialogue and discussion. So if someone's putting out bunk into the ether, counter it and point out why it's bunk and have a fruitful discussion to get to the other side of it. But stuffing it away, keeping it underground, he feels is not the right approach. That sounds like you're on board with that as well. Right. Well, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to be thrilled with this statement, but uh, <laughs> here we go. The, the, this, the entire this is Tim, guys, this is Tim. <laughs> right. The, the entire Steele dossier, right, was was uh, misinformation, and no one's going back and removing any kind of Russian collusion podcast, removing from their platforms. So you know, what's good for the goose should be good good for the gander, and that's not how how things work. Yeah, so I want to talk one more point on um, sort of the the Spotify controversy piece. Then I want to pivot over to COVID with the Rogan show. The last point is the little bit I watched of the Alex Jones, Tim Dillon episode that just got published today with Rogan. Um, They got into censorship a little bit and I was waiting because the guy right there whose previous episodes were deleted or not brought over to Spotify was sitting right in front of him, Alex Jones. And just a disclaimer, maybe they get into this at some point. Literally, the episode was up today. I didn't get to see it. But in about the 15, 20 minutes I watched where they did talk about censorship, Joe, again, did not directly address the missing content or missing episodes. And I think that's right was one of the people that was publicly out there saying that his episode was missing because of a technical issue. That's what Joe told him, that it didn't have anything to do with Spotify. So if they get through that episode and don't directly address the missing content, I'd be a bit disappointed in that. Yeah, I think you're right. And just, you know, I have another like kind of, I mean, Joe's, you know, he's pushing back on this like quote unquote stuff and I mean he's having guys on like Douglas Murray, James Lindsay, uh, I mean e- even uh, um, a-, a Tim Dillon you know that th- this uber political correctness stuff is not good for A for stand up comedy uh, it's not good for you know political dis- discourse and I you know that's why like the, the whole mainstream media question and the you know uh, left-leaning Spotify employees, how, how they're not liking it. It's it's for this that reason, and and you know Joe's kind of on board with this. You know, hey, you know this wokeness culture is kind of ruining things, and I, I think you know all, all the hoopla is a little bit of a pushback against Joe for for taking that stand. Uh, well said, man. Totally agree. So let's pivot a little bit over to 
COVID-19. And I think Joe's coverage of this has been very interesting to watch because I think it's evolved a little bit. I think in the very early onset, Joe had a more um, serious concern tone when talking about it. Uh, he very early had Dr. Michael Osterholm on, who was a, a brilliant guy and one of the clear, credible um, scientific uh, perspectives and thought leaders on infectious disease. The guy, just go check his credentials. I mean, he's a brilliant guy, Michael Osterholm. And again, this was very early in, in things. I want to say maybe around March off the top of my head. And it was a very sobering discussion where Michael Osterholm was laying out some potentially concerning things about what we are up against for the long haul. And I think as the quarantine sort of shelter in place stuff, the longer that went on and the more sort of the impact started to hit people from a mental and economic standpoint, not as much the direct virus, but the things around it from shelter in place and such, that's where Joe started to sort of take up the cause a little bit more with those issues. And, um, and I, by the way, I'm fine with how he has evolved the stance. I have no concern. I don't agree with it all, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't even necessarily debate it. Um, I, I do think there's maybe a, a bit of an overreach, especially in certain states. I'm not ever looking to go back to where we were in April. And again, I'm a left-leaning dude. I don't want that for anyone. I think there's a, a real sweet spot in the middle where people have masks, you social distance, but you go out into the world and you do what you need to do, but you be thoughtful of others while you do that. I feel that's kind of the, the safe space and you take care and protect people who are at high risk. I think Rogan every now and then has been a little, uh, he's turned into a little bit of a mask, uh, mask skeptic, uh, especially a recent episode with Tom Papa, where he was even just kind of questioning the benefits of masks at all. And that I think I have a little bit of a concern with that. Um, I, I, I think it's kind of documented that they're helping and they work. I don't know what the point would be to try and poke holes in that. But but anyway, that's not his overarching theme. But then his producer, Jamie, got tested positive and they had to go dark on producing shows. Uh, it was about a week, week or to 10 day outage of not producing new stuff. They had episodes in the banks where they were able to keep the content schedule being published. But I wonder how, if at all, having someone so close to him um, and his show having to go dark, you know, what do you think that maybe does in his perspective, if anything at all? I don't know. I mean, uh, especially if Jamie comes back, you know, uh, like now with antibodies and immune and he comes back 100 percent, you know, maybe your perspective is, hey, you know, you don't want to get it, but, you know, it's not it's not going to kill you, you know, and we got to keep this train moving. We got to keep shoveling coal in the engine uh, to the, the mass point. You know, overall, let me backtrack. Like in a free society, right, in the United States of America, the, the founders talk about a, a civil society, right? That's you, you have to have the civil society. And, I, and, you know, especially early on in March and April, when I went out to the grocery store, you know, for the most part, people, you know, I, I think our country, people have the wherewithal and, you know, to, to do the right thing. Uh, people were naturally socially distancing. They, they were assessing their own risk. I'm very weary with, with the government kind of mandating 
uh, you know, behavior. I, I think people have the wherewithal to assess the risk and, and act accordingly. And we can't live in a free society if, if we don't trust our, our people to do that. Now, so in terms of masks, you know, what it can't hurt to wear a mask. Like, what, why, why the heck not? Um, especially if you're inside. Uh, but Italy, they, they have a, ma- a national mask mandate uh, and they, they're mandated to wear masks outside and they're spiking like crazy, even with a mask mandate. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if the science is totally su- supports mask, but it doesn't totally not support mask. So why, why the heck not? That's my position for, for whatever that's worth. And I, I think like Joe, to answer your question, uh, I, I think for the most part, you know, pe- people look around and they can see what's happening. Who's getting sick? Who's going to the hospital? Who's dying? Who's coming back from this? And they're able to process that information and, and weigh their own risk assessment. And I-, I think that's how it should be. And I-, I suspect that's what Joe's perspective is. Yeah, no, I think that's a real fair take, man. I think that's very level-headed. I, you know, I think I agree with you. Um, people, by and large, do look out for other people in their neighborhood their community and they try and be thoughtful and do the right thing it feels like there's some polarization and politicization of the mask but i just i don't get that at all but i think maybe that feeling that there is such a thing is greater than the actuality of it on the ground like i agree when i go out in our area people do have uh masks on however i've been uh, in certain places, um, like a private, more social club type situation where, I mean, dude, it, it was not masked and there was a hundred or so people in close quarters and I stayed clear of that and did what I had to do and got out of there. Um, so I don't know. I, it's bizarre, man. It, it's, well, I, I think, right. You, you have the person that, you know, like virtue signals and, and puts the mask on uh and takes a selfie and says this magical piece of cotton is gonna gonna save the world so the natural you know there's gonna be a polar opposite reaction to the dude it's like i'm not wearing a mask and you know i'm not gonna get sick and and screw you like you're just always gonna have that man yeah And, and and to your point those two scenarios neither probably are really great are amplified and feel louder than most people in the middle who are just going about life and doing the right thing. So we'll, we'll rest it there. I think that's well, well said in your part and good take. So dude, let's just go back to just sort of put a bow in this whole thing with Rogan. So again, uh, Tim and I want to caveat this when we jumped on to record this brand new episode got put up today with Alex Jones, Tim Dillon. We're going to really scan that to see uh, in particular, if anything gets directly commented on about the missing episodes and again it's not a big deal to me if someone would just acknowledge it say why they're not there um because joe has built his platform being an authentic dude being totally transparent and this just seems to be one little blind spot where he's not sort of honoring his own value system with this specific situation and again maybe i missed it and he did but i've scoured a lot of articles and his episodes and i don't think he's addressed it beyond the little bit that he talked about with tim dillon and then a little bit that i've seen so far earlier today and he's never just directly commented on it so i'll keep an ear out for that um but it looks like he's 
plowing ahead though the shows haven't lacked for anything you know he, oh yeah kanye west on that was a huge get he's still bringing on people like tindale and alex jones today so he's got his nose down and he's he's plowing ahead so uh props to joe uh there's just one little area where i'd like to hear him make a comment but tim how about you man how, how what's your final thoughts here Right. I think his fans, you know, if, if he came out and said, you know, hey, uh, you know, me, me, Spotify and, 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 and myself, you know, we kind of agreed that some of these episodes just weren't good for the brand. Um, you know, we don't feel like they're our best work. And, you know, we, we both kind of agreed to, to leave them off the catalog. Right. I, I think everyone would be forgiven, you know. Perhaps Spotify said, hey, we don't want to be associated with these episodes. That's part of the deal, uh, you know, and maybe Joe is Joe embarrassed. Maybe he, he feels like that would kind of hurt his his brand and maybe he's you know, he's playing dumb. Um, however, having said all that, I do think it's spurious uh, that he won't say anything. Um, you know, there's a, a 10,000 pound elephant in the room that that everyone wants addressed. So. Uh, I, I think either way, people will be fine with it. He, the, the fact that he's not addressing it, it makes it weird. Well, we'll keep tuning in, man. I've always said all along, I'm a huge Rogan admitted fanboy. Uh, I think he's the best podcaster out there. He's just built an incredible platform for diverse opinions, a wide range of, of backgrounds, and uh, just long-form open-air discussion that I think we need a lot more of in the world. And he's uh, hits a home run every time out with it, which is awesome. So, dude, that's it for us tonight, man. We're, we just did this one special segment here. So uh, we'll come back another time and catch up on a newer podcast show. Until then, Tim, I'm already looking forward to it, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. dude and a bro podcast show we are entrenched in podcasts we want to do for the world of podcasting what siskel and ebert did for movies back in the day so we love doing reviews of our favorite podcasts we love suggesting new shows to all the fine folks out there in the world and then tim and i love debating topics from the latest and greatest episodes of our favorite podcast shows hey guys you would do us a huge favor if you could head over to podchaser.com Podchaser is your one-stop shop for all things related to podcasts and your favorite podcast shows. Search a dude and a bro podcast show and then leave us a review. If you could take a moment to drop a few lines about what it is you enjoy about a dude and a bro podcast show over on the Podchaser site, we'd be eternally grateful for your support. Thanks so much, guys.